on this episode of Everybody Loves Movies. So now there's a garbage can full of body parts and an arm just laying on the porch. Yes. From there, I believe Annie comes out from there, doesn't she? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies, the podcast where we talk about movies because, like everyone else, we love them. This is me, Kana, doing the intro because Grimweed failed the last two times. Yeah, just a bit. And this is me, Grimweed, just sitting letting her do this because I failed the last two times. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about another doozy of a movie called Unknown Visitor. I don't know why this keeps happening, but we were in for a wild ride, this movie. For this, this movie this time. This movie was only 52 minutes long, though. It wasn't like a two-hour roller coaster. Yes, not like Promare. It wasn't a two-hour, almost two-hour roller coaster. This was a short and sweet mindfuck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, I don't know how I keep picking the weird ones, but apparently I keep picking really weird movies. Well, I think it's because I haven't really had a chance to sit and dig in and say, okay, now here are some of my picks, because I could find some weird ones if you'd rather me find weird ones instead of you. Um, no, I just, <laughs> I'm saying is the fact is that I picked these almost totally at random, these movies, almost totally at random, because like any high school or college student who does their essay at the very last minute, I kind of just went with the flow. Well, that's all I did when I picked Beast. Yeah, but Beast wasn't nearly as weird as Promare or, well, Promare was a very, 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 very last minute decision or Or yeah, because we were like half hour away from when we started to record and we were like, oh, we need a movie. Yeah, and it turned out to be a good one, so. <laughs> and this one, I'm not going to say it wasn't a good choice. I'm going to say it was another an, what the fuck did we watch. It was an interesting choice. <laughs> yes. Which means... That we went into this totally blind. Because well, I think it's better that way. I, as Kana, did not do her research about this movie. Therefore, this movie was a total blind watch. Yeah, all I know is right before we watched it, I pulled up to just see kind of the, the blurb about the movie. And that's when we realized that this movie was entirely done from a doorbell camera. Or at yes. least the perspective of a doorbell camera. Yes, it's from the perspective of a doorbell camera, which I was shocked by because, again, I didn't read the synopsis. Grimm did more than me. Um, <laughs> well, I, I only did it right before we started watching it with you there. So we, we put the same amount of research into this. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the doorbell perspective, the doorbell camera perspective is kind of insane. Yeah. And I mean, this film only had a $5,000 budget. So I mean, I can see why. A, a low budget thing why something like this would be preferable over something where you actually have sets and stuff you just you need to set right in front of the door but everything else you don't need to dress any of that set it's just okay here's what we're gonna see nothing else needs to, to matter yeah so I you need see. a porch with a good view and other than that just people yeah, I mean, the way that they set up the porch, it gave a very clear view of what was happening on the porch. And even into the vast darkness of the forest nearby, you could see some detail of that. Yeah, but even with the clear view of what was happening on the porch, you still really never know what's happening on the porch. Yes, the, um, was it called? Continuality? 
The continuity? Continuity. Goodness gravy. Okay. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, the continuity was... I kept thinking they were in a loop at one point, and then I was like, nope, that's not it. Yeah, it wasn't clear if it was a bunch of continuity errors, if some of the things were intentional, if like every time something weird thing happened, then things would reset to a certain point to indicate the weird stuff is about to happen. I don't know. But things on the porch changed quite a bit. Yeah. And yet things on the porch didn't really change. At the same time, yes, again. <laughs> um, Speaking of that porch, <laughs> that movie opening was so weird to me. I guess we should go ahead and get into the movie, huh? Yeah, yeah we can get into this very, very weird movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it opens with, um, oh God, now I have to remember all the characters too. Which there's Jeff, only like Annie, psychiatrist Jeff, Annie. and salesman and old lady. Old, that's the entire cast. Old lady. Or yeah. the entire, that's that's everybody in the movie. Yeah, the psychiatrist so. is only in the movie on a phone call. So I guess that's not, maybe not considered. It's just a voice actor, not, not anybody yeah. that you ever see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it opens with the boyfriend. Yeah, it, well, at first we thought it was husband. Yes, we definitely did first thought it was husband. And then it's like, stay. okay, well, he doesn't live there and... Maybe it's just a boyfriend relationship. And then things really started getting weird as far as the relationship with. But we'll get into that. For all we know, they could have been friends with benefits. That is true, too. Yeah. So, and we're going to say boyfriend at this point is installing a doorbell camera. And we just see them talking because she has been hearing knocking at weird knocking noises at night. Supposedly. Supposedly hearing weird knocking noises at night for what, the last week? couple weeks i don't know if there's a timeline for that yeah i don't remember i think they might have said something about that but with everything else going on i kind of lost track of some of those things yeah so and being afraid of what was it, Anne it was, or was it annie a-n-n-e well i know that's how it was spelled but i thought i kept hearing them say annie oh maybe they did say annie yeah he kept saying annie didn't he i think so but well, like, that was why that was why when she at one point when she gets hurt, I decided to make a Michael Jackson joke and say, Annie, are you okay? Did you? Yeah. I didn't hear it when we were watching the movie. Um, yeah, she was attacked by a not-so-smooth criminal. Yeah. Again, bad Michael Jackson joke. But anyway. But yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's the beginning. Jeff is putting in a doorbell camera. She, she thanks him because she's been hearing things bumping in the night and... Yeah, random knocking in the middle of the night. And I believe she thanks him, they kiss, and the scene ends Like with there. him going to work or something like that, and she goes back inside and yeah, screen goes to black. Yep. There's no fancy cuts in this movie. It's just screen goes to black, then screen comes back on at some ra- random point during the day. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it makes it, it's found footage, so it yeah. kind of makes it more like believable, I guess. It made it really hard to keep track of the timing and where where everything happened and stuff like that well the the jumping like going just the quick because it's doorbell cam so you don't have a lot of long scenes yeah so just jumping from one little thing to the next does get confusing like how much time is actually passing i'm so used to the paranormal activity movies where they (laughs) like they do a whole day of um shooting and then they like put timestamps of when like certain scenes are happening. It would have been nice if this had a timestamp. Yeah. 
because it it does this movie does happen over a period of like a week maybe I don't, I don't know how many i forgot how many times we ended up going from day to night but it happens quite a bit so there's yes. there's multiple days yeah I'm not sure how many days. but there's multiple days there is multiple days um but anyway so the doorbell cam is <laughs> now installed he's gone to work um i th- i believe it cuts to the next day if i'm correct or like later in the day i don't know i oh no i have been thinking i kind of feel sorry for you trying to go through this because there's so many times where it's like okay it's this and then it goes to this thing then that and there's times when i think it's one day but there's three or four little scenes but i think our first thing that we see after that is just nothing it's just the camera comes on there's nothing going on for a bit camera goes on it's night um it goes the camera goes glitchy oh yeah so it's on for a while then glitches and then there's still nothing and we're waiting for something to happen and we are so really disappointed yeah because i was expecting like something to move or somebody to appear or something and it's just a glitchy camera and then nothing and anybody that's dealt with doorbell cams they've had that experience like the wind blows and a leaf moves just right or something just the right motion and you're getting an alert saying that your camera recorded something new and you look and it's like there's nothing there could not be me <laughs> could not be me i'm gonna i'm gonna trust my dogs <laughs> they'll know or they'll howl at wind we'll see yeah then it cuts onto god this is gonna be great keeping track of what happens mm-hmm. it cuts to the salesman who is my favorite character in this movie yeah i like the salesman who you thought at one point was like a bad guy like he was trying to get in for some nefarious reason or something give me one second my dog just barked <laughs> and something went bump and my cat just turned Fuck. so now that, we're, now that we're having this kind of a conversation <laughs> set the mood it's great <laughs> so the salesman comes to the door and he's trying to sell knives which like like i said you thought fairly early or pretty much right away he was trying to get into the house for some other nefarious reasons or whatever well he only had one knife with him usually you have like okay so i shouldn't know this that well but cutco knives when you're selling them yeah you have a set or something yeah you have a set and you have like way more than a suitcase with you yeah and this wasn't really a suitcase it was like just a little ash attache cat attache case is that what they're called i believe so attache case you learn something new every day attache case my god um yeah no i feel like it how could you not think he had something nefarious playing he didn't look like a regular salesman he he looked like uh, like he had to read on his hand like what the company he was selling it was like he was new to it he looked like somebody that and he said something about like he's got or child support payments they has to make and it looks like somebody down on his luck and is just trying to trying to just get by because like the suit kind of was ill-fitting everything was just kind of a weird like he didn't know what was going on but the case looked very light and to just reach into this case and just pull out one random chef's knife it's like okay you're pulling this big old knife out of this pretty empty looking case trying to convince her to let you in so you yeah, can show her how the knife works yeah that's why i was like super suspicious of him because i'm just like who brings like one knife and who 
who cuts one who cuts their hand on a demo yeah she keeps saying no and he keeps insisting and pulls a potato out of the bag so she can see how well the knife cuts a potato and he slices into his hand yeah because he's trying to slice a potato while it was in his hand no that was it's screen it's sus is what i'm saying yes and then he like asked her for a band-aid which i was like hmm and I and then, think at that point, she had already just stopped paying attention to him because she never answered anything after that. Even no, though that's when he like, called. Yeah, Band-Aid or something. And he calls her a bitch and says about, about his the life, child support talk, payments. And, complains about his life and then yeah. walks away. And almost forgets the knife and potato on the porch. That seems to be a running theme for this movie. Well, no, he almost forgets it. The theme for the movie is, is just forgetting. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, back to this very, very hard plot point to keep up this movie time. I don't time. envy you this task. Uh, it goes, the next scene, I believe, is her talking to her therapist. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the major scenes, but I think the next major scene was that she's sitting in the chair talking to her therapist. Yeah, she's having a cigarette, talking to the therapist on the porch. Which... The conversation goes incredibly poor. Did she have poorly. wine at that point? Or did she just have... Because no. I know she had a glass. Maybe it was a glass of water or something. I think it was a glass of maybe coffee, water. It looked like it was during the day. So I was trying yeah. to, I'm trying to figure out when. But she had a glass of something. I mean, it could have been wine. Because he did say something about her drinking and smoking again. So it could have yeah. been that she was out there having a, a glass of wine and a cigarette while she was on the phone. Yeah, but like she has a conversation with her therapist and it doesn't go well because the therapist is asking her a bunch of questions that she doesn't answer, which one of them was, are you use, are you using or are, are you, you self-medicating again? Again, yeah. which was answered with silence. the longest silence. Yeah. And then asked and, her if she was taking her medicine. And I think she said she was. I mean, or did she just, I can't remember if she said she was or if there was silence to that one too, but don't forget, there's mention of some trauma and some other shit that we yeah. don't get any answers to. No, we don't get any answers to this very mysterious, big traumatic event that happened to this to Annie that causes her to sometimes hallucinate, it seems. Yeah, hallucinate and have to be on medication. Yes, and then we never hear of it again. Um, well, we do hear about the hallucination stuff repeatedly. Yes. yes. But we never hear about the traumatic event. No. That's never brought up. Actually, and her therapist is never brought back up again either. No. There are some unanswered questions for this movie. There is a lot of unanswered questions for this movie. Um, yeah. No, this is when, after that scene, this is when I was super creeped out that she fell asleep on the front porch. Yeah. It just cuts to her. Like, she kind of leans to the side and then cuts to nighttime with her asleep in the chair. And I was trying to figure out if it was the same day, which I think it was because she was in the same clothes. Well, yeah, but she was kind of in the same clothes throughout the movie. Yeah, that's true. I think everyone was pretty much in. The, I think there was a couple times when Jeff was wearing something a little different. Her boyfriend-ish, whatever he was, he might have been wearing something different a couple times. But I think pretty much throughout the whole movie, the four people we see are always wearing the same thing. Maybe the salesman's got the same suit. Yeah, the old the lady's always got the same thing. She's always in like jeans and pretty much the same shirt. I think 
for the most part, Jeff's wardrobe changed the most because I know he had. He has like a button down collar shirt at one point. I think he has a t-shirt at some point. Yeah, because of the t-shirt when he tries to um, off himself. Yeah, there was some. There's some weird points in this movie, which we'll follow through back with that. But like, (laughs) hopefully, um, the, oh my goodness. From there, I know the next, like more, like what something happens and it actually happens in it scene was the morning and there's handprints all over the front porch. Yes. Which I assumed it was blood. Until she goes and sniffs it and throws up. And And then Jeff shows up and touches it and gets it on his hand. It's like, if it was blood, it would have been dried by now. And he wouldn't have been able to just try and wipe it off like he did. Yeah. So you find out it was... Shitty handprints. Yeah. Fecal matter, which is amazing. I That's a shit thing to do to somebody. It is a very (laughs) shitty thing to do to someone. Annie is not respect- okay. Respectively, to be really freaked out because who wouldn't be? Yeah, she's pretty freaked and understandably. Yeah. And Jeff is kind of blowing it off as a kid prank. Which, I mean, yeah. Kids don't really prank like that, though. No. Well, that's, I mean, that's for like your hated, the most hated teacher in your high school. Yeah. Or like that's not just a, like a random prank on this person. That's that's something you pull on somebody you have a vendetta against. Yeah, like the weird PE teacher that the weird male PE teacher that no girl likes at school. Like those kind of people. Yeah. Like not not a random woman who just moved into the neighborhood. They clean up the mess rather quickly. Well, we don't know the time jump between everything because there's no timestamps. Which actually, you know, it's kind of weird that this not, doesn't have any timestamps. Why? Like, wouldn't a doorbell have timestamps still, though? Not necessarily. Uh, I guess it depends on the model. Yeah, because I think the one we have doesn't have timestamps. Like, you can look at the clip, like the metadata for it. You can look at that stuff. Mm -hmm. But on the clip itself, I don't remember there being any timestamps. Oh, yeah. That's more security cameras, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's doorbell cameras and then there's actual security, like front door security cameras that you can actually get. Well, even our cameras don't have that. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think it's it's something that doesn't really display on this on the image. It's just in the metadata, uh, so you can just look at the information about it, find that inf- find out that info. But a lot of the the timestamp stuff, those were on cameras where it wasn't digital. It's like you had like a you had a VHS or something, so you had to have that on there in order to keep track. Oh, okay. So since everything went to digital, you lost a lot of those on screen timestamps. Well, this would have been really helpful for this movie. Yes. So I don't have to guess. I don't have to guess my way through this. Oh, man. But yeah, so they get the handprints cleaned up. Jeff gives her the promised glass of a bottle of wine. Yeah, the $8 bottle of wine that he brought for her. That he bought for her. She gets the glass and he gets the whole bottle. Yeah, she goes and sits down in the same chair she fell asleep in. He sits and, and... chair on the other side of the porch instead of like across from her or anything yeah like you know a normal person would um she's drinking out of the glass he's drinking straight from the bottle and they're sharing their dark secrets because that's what you do when you are drunk when you find well no when you find shitty handprints and then you're talking randomly after cleaning that up over cheap wine over cheap wine yeah of course you reveal your dark secrets and she reveals that 
oh no, they're going through dark secrets and what's your greatest fear? Yeah. Well, he said something to her about, like when they were walking out, he said something to her about smoking and something about he, she was going to burn the house down or something but with her smoking. Yeah. And she said that's her greatest fear. And he's like, what, the house burning down? She's like, no, burning alive. Yes. Through this really weird conversation, she tells Jeff that she used to, when she looked in the mirror to see herself, she used to see just a big gaping hole, bleeding hole where her face is. Was it where her face is or just a hole in her face? I think it's where her face is. I could have sworn she said there was a big hole in her face. And I was like, oh yeah, it's called your mouth. Yes. I remember you saying that. And then she Maybe said she just, it was like just all bloody and whenever she'd touch it, blood would pour out of it. Was that supposed to be like a... Uh, Foreshadowing? Yeah. I don't think so. But well... I'm going to treat it. Yeah. I, decla- I declare it as such. Yeah. Now that I, I think about, about that. the ending of the movie, yeah. I just thought about that. So now because... that we've gone ahead and spoiled the end of the movie, there's a bloody face or she's got a bloody face. Let's explain how it got from her talking about uh, hallucinating her bloody face to now she's got a bloody face. Back on that conversation, she she tells him all that, but she also asks him like what's your greatest fear and he just says death. And oh, that's where the whole whole thing comes from because she asked him what's your darkest secret. Her darkest secret was the hole and his darkest secret was that he killed someone. Yeah. He killed a woman with I assume what would be a woman with children. Didn't kill the children, killed the woman. Well, yeah, he's, well, what he said was like they went into some place and there was kids running around. Mm-hmm. And I guess, was he a cop or something? It sounded, or was it a military thing? I don't know. It sounded like it was a military thing. But they went in looking for somebody and there was a bunch of kids running around and somebody went by quick and he turned and fired two shots. Yeah, because he saw something shiny and silver, I believe, near the woman he shot or from the direction of the woman he shot. And apparently they still ended up trying to arrest her, even though she's dying, actively dying. That's what he said, that they went ahead and cuffed her and tried to interrogate her. Interrogate her. And she died and they didn't get anything out of it. That's what what he said to her. I find it interesting that he had a partner, too. Well, I mean... If it's military, you tend to not go in alone. If it's a cop, then you would have you would have your partner with you. So having somebody there really didn't surprise me. No, what I find interesting is that towards the ending, which again, another spoiler, I guess, he says Tommy, and I think that's the person who was yes, with him when he killed the, the woman. Yeah. And I'm want I'm there's so many theories, and I'm wondering what happened to his partner during that. Well, I don't know if it was during that or it could have been because of it, which yeah. we can we'll We'll get all to we'll get to that because I we'll have some thoughts on that too. There's there's a lot of theories ringing around in my head because of this movie. Um, well, you got to have theories because you have no answers. Yeah, you don't get any answers for this movie. Yeah. So um, they have their their trauma bonding moment, and um, you cut to them. It cuts to night again, and um, she's turning well, this in. Is for, night? Is it night? Yes, it is night when they're out there because they. Oh yeah. They were out there during the day cleaning the handprints. And he said something about once it was done, he had the the $8 bottle of wine. They finish, go in, have the wine, come back, or they go inside, come back out, drinking the wine at night. Yes. Okay. So from there, I guess maybe whatever time passes by, she wants to turn in for the night and he... Goes home. Nope. He stays there 
And he's I like, he I'm going to. this time. No. Oh, no. He, he, stay, he says he's going to stay outside. Stay outside. Yeah. And sleep out there. And he tries to finish the bottle of wine and he falls asleep on the front porch. Mm-hmm. On the stairs of the front porch. Yep. And uh, I guess, again, some random time has passed and you start hearing gunshots in the distance. For a while. Yes. And then and they're then, not so much in the distance. And then one is really close to him. Yes. And he Well, jumps. there's gunshots really close and it said like a metal gate clanging or something. Yes. So I'm wondering if those gunshots, because he said like how he, they were after somebody and shooting mm-hmm. and then... You had the shots close. I'm wondering if this whole metal gate, like you were saying, he saw something shining, mm-hmm. if that's what was shining, because and then he messed up. we also end up getting more from this old lady. And are we at the old lady yet? Can I go ahead um, and go into this? Or do or is there more before we get to that? Um, No, because we have the salesman again. <laughs> I thought the salesman was after the lady came. Nope, the, the salesman's the salesman's after Jeff freaks out, has his freak out at the night. Okay, so now the salesman's back with the vacuum. Yes. Yeah, so we get back to the salesman again. Before the the woman that we, the random woman that we meet, the random salesman again is back, but back better than ever with a vacuum. Yep. And Annie's just not having it. She doesn't want what he's selling. Nope. And she says, I told you last time, I don't want it. And he keeps insisting that he's going to sell it anyway and finds an outlet on her porch to plug the vacuum in. And, and she's she says, just like, no, no, get the fuck out. And he swears at her a few times and it's like, oh, I'm fucking done and grabs his shit and leaves. Well, he grabs his shit, throws the vacuum into her yard yeah. and then leaves, which it's so, I love the comedic relief, but it's so, the salesman's so random. Uh-huh. Like I thought he was going to be something that was going to be either bothersome or important, but nope, he's just yeah, It's there. just daily life. And you said it in the beginning of this, it's, it feels like just sitting watching just somebody's normal daily life. Yes. And that's oh, kind of yeah, what this because is. yeah, because I, I made that comment because we see the FedEx guy too. Yeah. And that was just a random thing. And oh, Okay, so there's, that's another thing that, or not another, that's a scene that wouldn't necessarily need to be there, but it's a little bit of comic relief as he trips up the stairs and... Yeah, and it's like, it's the monotony that you need because these people outside of the horrific things happening in them they do have a normal life yeah so like it's one of those weird times when having the monotony is a necessary thing because a lot of times those weird monotonous things it's get rid of that keep the stuff that's important Mm -hmm. this it's important because it kind of helps set that mood yeah because you're going from monotonous to weird real quick yeah yeah, so after the salesman, it's again, some time has passed and it's nighttime. And this is where he, the woman comes in. The random old woman comes in. And she just shows up. She doesn't walk up to the camera. Yeah. She just appears in front of the camera. Yeah, there's a weird glitch and suddenly she's right in front of the camera. And it's not like a weird glitch and she could have gotten in front. It's you see nothing. There's a glitch. You still see nothing. Then she's there. Yes. And it is freaky because she... Is suddenly like not screaming, but frantically telling Annie that she needs help. Yeah. And, and that she's filthy. Filthy has blood on her from what Annie described. The woman tells Annie that there's people looking for her and yeah. they took away her daughter. Yeah. So they, they've got her daughter and there's a guy after her. Yes. And from there, 
weird conversation rolls around into again into that she needs help and annie goes to say like let me call the police and the woman gives her a very cryptic message of if you call the police he will kill us both did he say he'll kill us both or we're both dead um some iteration of that or like if you call the police we'll both die yeah something like that and something like and that. not that that's a huge difference again you don't really get answers this one i think we can say we got an answer to eventually yeah but still okay i'm trying to remember they if took she said the daughter and they're after me is that we're both dead as in they'll kill me and the daughter or they'll kill me and they'll kill you that wasn't clear i would have to watch that scene again <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you um because i don't know i don't remember exactly what she said to her but i know some iteration of her, if she calls the police they'll both die yeah and that's what i'm saying it was if it or not if when she said, if you call the police, we'll both die, or he'll kill us both, or whatever. Because he, she didn't say, they'll kill me and you. It's like, it was, we're both dead. Yeah. So, was that her and the daughter, or is that, if you call the police, they'll kill me and they'll kill you? That one, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. That wasn't clear. Yeah, that wasn't clear. We, It was, um, I inferred it as that Annie and her will die, but yeah. I can see where you can well, infer that. it's kind of got it that way too it sounded like yeah when she was reiterating when she was telling jeff about this woman later because basically the woman goes from entirely freaked out to can i eat something yeah can i get some food and she says can i get some food or water annie's like uh not with you right here you need to back the fuck up understandable i wouldn't have agreed maybe that may, may seem cold but i just i wouldn't have even trusted it yeah because you can only see so far and this porch isn't just a straight ahead. There's a little bit ahead and then blind corners. So there could have been somebody waiting around that corner. Yeah, because it's pretty common for like people who kidnap or people who do who do kidnappings like that to use a woman yeah. to lead to lure people out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I immediately thought of. I was like, mm, wouldn't have even agreed. Yeah, it's like yes. maybe like, okay, get back and I'll crack the door open and slide something out and close the door real quick but even then it's like a bottle of water or something that you don't have to open the door far so even if someone is around that blind corner you can check before you open the door slide it out and close the door real quick yeah that was one of the more stressful moments i just i i was shocked when she said when annie agreed and and she bought out a whole sandwich and water bottle and placed it on the table outside yeah well she tells the lady oh. to get back and the lady instead of just getting back she stands up and says is this good and he's like oh, no further back and so she backs up a little more and he's like no keep going keep going so finally she backs up far enough to where she has just vanished in the darkness yes and he's like okay that's good brings out the sandwich and water and sets it down and i thought she came out unarmed because it looked like she had nothing in her hand yeah that's what i thought too and then she can't see the lady anywhere so turns around and apparently had a knife in her hand sets it down on the table and then goes back to looking for the lady can't find her pulls out her phone and starts calling jeff to come and help her because this lady showed up which was insane because she turned her back to where the lady was repeatedly. she also repeatedly and she's out there in the darkness pitch black yeah and she's only light her is her porch yeah, and her only light is the port, so she oh. can't see out to into that foresty area. And and she'd be able a, to see out into the area better if she had the light off. Yeah, 
And it was just the most stressful thing to watch a woman go out after having the weirdest night of her life, probably. Yeah. Go out and check into the darkness. Is Yeah, she didn't make very many smart moves. No, I feel like it's almost learned helplessness with her at this point. Because what does she immediately do? She calls Jeff. Yeah. And I she don't know what how much history they have, but apparently at some point she had stopped taking her medication before. So he is aware that she had some issues and would see things. So when he shows up this time, he doesn't believe her about the old lady. Yeah, she, he's accusing her of being off her meds and that she's that it was at first it was the boy buried in the backyard or something like that. Yeah, it was. I don't remember if it was a backyard or front yard, but they had ended up like having to dig up the yard or something to prove it. or But there was like something to do with a boy buried in the yard. Yes. And so he's accusing her of not taking her medicine again, which the gaslighting in this movie is real. Oh, yeah. He was a dick. I mean, like I said, it's obvious that there's some history, so I can see why he would be skeptical. But the way he said things a lot of times was like, dude, insensitive yeah it's like okay i can understand having that question but you could have asked it a lot better than that yeah because he just straight up asked her are you off your meds are you well it was like for my sanity are you off your meds yeah and she's visibly distressed yes and he's just making it worse well i mean for somebody that is having hallucinations and shit of things like that i could see them being distressed i mean that's i I believe it yeah yeah so her being distressed wouldn't necessarily be a clue that something actually happened. But at the same time, if you don't believe it, at least humor her to try and calm her down. Don't just say you're off your meds again when she's already feeling like shit. Yeah. Horrible boyfriend aside, they don't find the woman. They don't call the police. Well, he says something about calling the police and she says, no, I can't. And he's like, well, why can't you call the police? And she said, well, because the lady said, if we call the, if I call the police, then they'll kill us both and he's like oh so this random lady that shows up at your house at three in the morning wanting in says if you call the police then you're dead yeah so again i I can see his train of thought i can see his reasoning but he's a dick about it yes trying to remember everything from there (laughs) there's a lot and yet the movie is only 52 minutes yeah so like she calls Jeff. He arrives, calls her, asks, basically, they have a fight. Um, I believe they go back into the house, right? Yeah, she asks him to stay there that night, and he agrees. Yes. And this yes. whole time, the sandwich, the water, and the knife are still on the table. And they go back yep. inside and leave the knife. The Which woman does weird. not come back and pick up that knife at any point. Nope, we were all expecting her to because I I don't know if this happens the same night because it cuts to Jeff coming outside because he hears strange noises. Well, there's another glitch. And that was the glitch that everything got weird and the knife moved. Yes. And then there's loud banging and he comes running outside with a flashlight and can't hear or can't see anything. She comes out to find out what was going on. And he, again, is gaslighting her. He's like, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Well, because from there, he tells her there's nothing. But I think later, there's, like, he hears a sound. He goes to investigate. Yeah, because he goes to investigate. He's basically, again, disappears into the darkness. 
and Annie comes out, I don't know how much longer later, and the woman attacks her. I think it's when they were still... I think it's the same night. Yeah, I think it's the same night. No, I'm, I'm, what I meant is, I think it's like they were arguing, and during this argument, or not argument, but he, he said there was nothing going on, and as they were talking, the noise happened. And he went to investigate that. And then the lady shows up and attacks her. He comes running, grabs the knife, grabs the lady, and plunges the knife into the lady's gut. You know, understandable. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you see somebody that, that you're apparently in love with, or supposedly, according to what we're assuming their relationship is. So someone's going after him. The first thing you do is just grab them and gut them like a fish. Yes, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, you don't try and pull them away and be like, what the fuck's going on or anything else. It's just gut him. Gut him. And gut her he did because she's dead in a corner and Annie's freaking out and mm -hmm. he's telling Annie to go get a shower curtain. Get a shower curtain and duct tape. Yep. And she comes back with one of the smallest shower curtains I've ever seen. Budget. Yeah. <laughs> the smallest shower curtain. And Jeff just goes like Jeff he's done it before. Goes like he's done it before. Yeah. He just starts wrapping her up and duct taping her up and says, I'll go drop her in the lake. And he's freaking out. Like, what if she floats? And he's like, I'll just sink her. Like, yeah, I'll weigh her he's down. Done it, like, he's done it a whole bunch of times. Yep. Which, again, sus. Yeah. Well, the fact that his first reaction was just to kill her and then it went to, okay, you go get a shower curtain and duct tape. I'm going to drop the body in a lake. While I'm gone, you get bleach and clean your porch. Nowhere was was it, okay, we need to call somebody. All the while, gaslighting her again. Yeah, it was like the whole thing was on her. Yeah. Like, look, he was almost like, look what you made me do. Yeah, it kind of had that feel. Yeah. It was a very, like, gaslighty, I'm doing this because of you. Yeah, well, he does say, like, what are they going to think when they show up and you're off your meds oh, yeah they show up to yeah basically yeah, calling her crazy a mental woman off her meds and yeah which all the evidence is right in that camera mm -hmm. so well is I it though because remember that's true he asked her about the woman showing up to begin with and mm -hmm. she just says it just says processing so who knows if it if it actually was saved or with all those oh, glitches what happened so if it was even recorded yeah well i mean this is a found footage so i guess it should have yeah obviously it should have yeah because it's not like we're watching this as things are unfolding yeah so but anyway <laughs> there jeff gets rid of the body poor poor annie is trying to scrub the blood off her porch and ends up not doing it because she freaks out yeah, she ends up Which, pouring the bleach on her on her arms and hands instead to wash those and off. And starts scrubbing at her arms and hands. Yeah. Which, honestly speaking, yeah, it's incriminating, but um, I felt, that sounds like you need a good sleep after that. Yeah. and Well, he also like says, good, clean the porch and go to work tomorrow. And she can't finish cleaning the porch because she's freaked out too much, goes inside. The next scene is the next day when he gets there and she's still there. Yeah. And so now he's pissed because she didn't go to work like he said. So he cleans up the mess because it, it oh, yes. basically... He, he cleans the porch because she couldn't. Yes. And this is where we have this very weird transitions again. Because as 
And I would hope that everyone who watches this movie on our suggestion would also pay attention. Food starts, the food, the water bottle and the sandwich start moving. The knife starts moving. Well, not only do they start moving, they just randomly disappear. Some shots they're there, some shots they're not. And the glass of water or wine or whatever it was she had when she went out uh, towards the beginning to have the cigarette, those randomly appear and disappear. And it's not always at the same time as the bottle of water and food. Nope. And as I read earlier with the trivia, the sandwiches shapes change apparently from squares to triangles in some scenes. Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. So it was like, okay, is that a continuity error? And then it keeps happening. And after so many times, like that can't be a continuity, continuity has to be intentional. That's what I was thinking. Because something that big, where it's like, yeah, it's just a plate with some food or that, but for it to happen that many times for that long or that that much of the movie. I'm wondering if it's trying to show like it's paranormal activity kind of thing. Well, that was one of the things I was wondering too, was like, do those appearing and, and disappearing, do those represent now something's about to happen or what, is it like, oh, like I said, we're watching it. It's like the porch is resetting itself. Yeah, to, so I was like, wondering to that too. point to with that lady or something. What what's going on? But then when the things on one table would be there, but the other table wouldn't. It's like, well, that's not a reset because a reset things were on both tables. Yes, so it's it leaves us wondering. Yeah, it's another one of those. What the fuck's going on? It's another. Here's a question we have that we don't ever get an answer to. We don't get an answer to the the case of the weird sandwich and water bottle. Yeah. The vanishing cigarettes and yep. the and the moving cup and the moving knife. Yes, uh, there, there's a lot <laughs> going on on these two little tables. There's there's a party going on these two <laughs> tables. What are you talking about? <laughs> At some point, I feel like we could have just missed the whole like party going on on that table. Well, I'm gonna say like you said, hope people that watch this from our recommendation pay attention to these things. Don't pay too much attention because there's points to when if you're trying to see like what's going on and you're paying attention to like this table or that table or the wind chimes or, okay, the wind chimes moved, but are the trees moving? Because if the trees are moving as well, maybe the wind chimes just moving in the wind. You're going to miss shit because random things in the dark happen. Things appear on the porch that weren't there before. A lot of other shit happens. So if you're looking at the wrong place at the wrong time, you'll completely miss it. You almost have to look at the entire thing the entire time. That's true. But I mean, small details though. It's interesting to always see. Yeah. But from there, I would hope that people will watch this movie before they looked at our listen to our podcast because there's a lot that goes on that I think needs to be a blind watch too. And we didn't get spoiler alert warnings again. Yeah. And like I I said, and the first one, I kind of look at this as, you know, if you're going to listen to this and you haven't seen it yet, you have to just accept that there's going to be spoilers. Oh yes. Because if, okay, if you want to say, what did they think of it? Well, maybe we can start saying at the beginning whether or not we want to give it a stamp of approval, but then, okay, they like it. We don't need to listen to anything else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. We have to keep you hooked somehow. Yeah. I mean, listen to why we like it. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to do an entire podcast and not have any spoilers because it's, there's too much in a movie. Yes, there is too much. I and mean, if you want to do a spoiler free, then it's going to be like maybe a five minute review. Or a 10 minute one. Yeah. And that's not what we are. We're 
just a couple of incompetent people talking about a movie. Yeah. So since we're so incompetent, we're going to spoil shit. <laughs> we're also going to go off way off track. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he guts the lady, wraps up the body, says he's going to dump it, comes back the next day. She's not at work like she was supposed to be. He gets on her about not being at work. She's like, I'm too fucked up from this. I needed a break. I needed to rest. I didn't. I couldn't go in. He's still pissed. He stays out there to clean up the mess, then goes back inside when he's done. Or no, he's gonna. He cleans up for a while, and then that just cuts to that. Cuts from that to the next scene. I think. Right. Yes, it cuts to him walking back towards the house, and he notices the handprint. The blood. There's now a bloody handprint. So there's nothing in the night that time. Because that's a daytime when he's cleaning up. Yes, he's cleaning up during the day. And no, isn't that night the one where it gets to night and all you see is the shape? You see her in the dark. Um, And you're like, is is that her just kind of coming out of the shadows? We might have missed that scene somewhere. Well, no, if we missed it, then there's other things that have happened between when he dumped the body because that was after he dumped the body that that happened. I think it was because she didn't stay on the porch, I think. Yeah, she didn't stay on the porch that night. I think it was during that porch, like when she left and the bottle of bleach was left. I think it was during that night. So after he took after he took the body, she went inside because she couldn't finish cleaning. Yes. And then the body showed up with the bleach still on the porch. Yes. Okay. So then... It, go, it cuts from him during the day cleaning to him coming back the next day. There's no night clips that time? No, there's a night clip. It cuts straight to the night clip where he's coming back from somewhere. It doesn't, there's obviously no, because he's wearing the same shirt that he cleaned in. So, um, but he's coming back from somewhere. I don't know where, but he's, he's coming back from somewhere. Yeah, because it doesn't, it didn't look like he was coming from inside the house. Okay, then, because he finds the hand during the day. The bloody handprints during the day, right? No, he finds it during night. Oh, okay. That's probably what's screwing me up then. Because I thought he he found that during the day because it was pretty bright. So I guess no, she had the porch because, light on. No, because you remember. Yeah, she had the porch light on. But okay. remember, I was freaking out when he was looking towards the bloody handprint because I thought something was going to come up behind him and try to kill him. Yeah, he grabs paper towels or something and wipes a handprint off. Yes, and I thought something bad was going to happen during that. And nothing. Nothing happens. Yeah. It just cuts again. Yeah, he goes inside. He wipes the handprint off and goes inside. And I guess he hears another noise and he's coming out to check what the noise was. He cleans up the mess, leaves for some reason apparently, comes back at night. There's a bloody handprint on the wall. He goes over off camera and gets paper towels or tissues or something, wipes the handprint off and goes inside. Then there's a pounding at the door. They come out to investigate, and there's nothing. He goes out into the darkness to figure out what's going on. She's like, what's what's going on? What what was the noise? Whatever. Nothing's happening. And then the wrapped-up body falls on him. Yes. And now it's like, what the fuck? I thought you dumped her. And it's like, well, I did. Well, if you dumped her while she's here, they're having that kind of freak out. Like, what the fuck's going on? He starts yelling at her to go and get the shovel because they're going to bury her in the backyard. Yes. And then he's and like... Oh, hell no. I can't do that. And he's like, well, there's no other choice, which I can't understand why there's no other choice. Because, you know, at some point, you got to let somebody know. Yeah. But they argue about it for a while. He's like, fine, I'll get the shovel. He leaves, comes back. 
drops a shovel on top of her and drags the body off camera. Which is semi-insane that we're watching all this. He just drags her off camera. Yeah. And then that's the end of that scene. It's the end of that scene. And he comes back with a gun in his hand. Yeah, he comes back. There's a little camera glitch thing going on. She goes inside. He stay, stays out. Oh, no. It's, that's a whole other scene. Yeah. No, so, he ha- he's... He has a gun and a beer in his hand. Well, there he comes back and she's like, what the fuck? A dead woman just kind of showed up on my front porch and he does his gaslighting thing for a bit. She goes inside and then the next scene starts and he's outside with a beer and a gun, which always a good combination. I, you can almost really predict where the scene is heading. Yeah. This is when he starts talking to his partner. Possibly dead partner? Yeah. And he says, I think he says, Tommy, it's happening again or something like that. Yeah. Isn't it? Something says, like Tommy, that. Tommy, it's happening again. Right. Which, I think she's back. Yeah. I think she's back. It's like, it raises so many red flags. Yeah, I think she's back. I can't go through this again. And this is kind of making me think that, yes, the partner is dead. But how you were saying what happened to the partner in that whole situation, I'm thinking the partner probably killed himself. Like maybe the partner couldn't deal with what was going on and he killed himself. I was thinking that he killed his partner because he's so willing to kill. He's so willing to cover shit up so quick. Possibly. But this scene goes for a bit with him kind of talk to himself about her being back and all that. And he, at one point, eats his gun. Which I thought he was going to shoot himself. Yeah, I was waiting for him to pull the trigger. Finally decides, decides not to, sets the gun down. And it's not long after that that he's being strangled by something. By an invisible force. Yeah. Which I was kind of shocked that they went that route with that. Because we hadn't seen anything that's really like paranormal, paranormal paranormal yet. Yeah, everything's just kind of been weird. And now suddenly things have gotten really weird. Yeah, like we're more stepping off the range of possible home invasion slash kidnapping slash maybe there's a murderer on the loose. Yeah. To paranormal. Yes. And um. But then he freaked out. He goes to go inside and is like, wait a minute, no, turns around and gets the gun. I'm like, oh yeah, some weird shit's going on. You don't just leave your gun sitting outside. Go back and get that. Yeah. You know, I just had a thought. What if he went through this again with, what if he went through this the first time with Tommy? It could be. Yeah. Cause he said, I can't go through. She's back again. I'm wondering if Tommy was the unfortunate victim during that. It wouldn't surprise me. And it could be that in the process of him, trying to deal with her he killed tommy or it could be that tommy couldn't deal with it and killed himself like jeff was going to or since we've seen some paranormal stuff happening she could have killed him too that's true too either way tommy's not around either way tommy's mysteriously not around and we have jeff talking to his mysteriously dead partner yes who was not possibly dead dead story Possibly dead partner. Yeah. I, well, I don't think you talk to the sky when your partner's alive. Well, but I don't know if he was necessarily talking to the sky or he was just talking. True. But either way, I'm going to say dead Tommy. We can infer dead Tommy. Yes. Um, um, so and then it goes to him coming back outside with a bat. Yes, because I think there was another weird noise. There's a lot of weird noises in this. Yeah. Um, but he comes back out with a bat, goes out, can't find anything. He's looking in the shadows and can't see anything. He turns back around towards the door. And this is when, like I, I was saying before, look at the whole screen the entire time. 
I was looking, it's like, is that the bottle of bleach over in the corner? And as I'm about to say something about the bottle of bleach in the corner, the dead woman appears on the other side. It's like, okay, so I'm looking off the right side. She's on the left side, right behind him. Yes. And that was, I think that was pretty well done for a scene. Yeah, because he moved just enough to kind of block that part of the frame. Yes. And then he moves back and she's there. Yeah. So he decides to go and poke her with the bat. And Annie comes up again and she's like, what is she doing here? Yeah. And you don't really feel bad for Jeff, but you're at the point where you're just like, man, this guy's not going to get rid of this woman. Well, wait a minute. Okay. So Annie's outside with him when he's got the bat. No, Annie, Annie never comes out. Oh, no, no, she doesn't. She never comes out. Oh, crap. No, Annie's outside with him and then goes back inside and he's heading back in. She's already inside. He turns around and sees the body. Yes. And then decides he's got to dispose of it. So he goes back and picks up a knife. A good old butchering knife. Yeah. And then takes the body off screen again. And then you hear some metal hitting something sounds. And he comes back with a garbage can with an arm hanging out of it. That, that eventually falls just out falls it. out. So, so we can all guess what he did. Yeah. So now there's a garbage can full of body parts and an arm just laying on the porch. Yes. From there, I believe Annie comes out from there, doesn't she? Yeah. He's, well, he hears a noise or something. So he, he comes back on, he comes back onto the porch with the, the garbage can and the arm falls off. He's standing there, hears a noise, like a weird swoosh or whatever out in the distance and he freaks out and is pointing the bat out in the distance like it's a gun and then annie comes up behind him freaks him out he swings around and clocks her in the head so now she's got a big old wound on her head she's well she's knocked out well question for you because not only does she get knocked out the light goes out i'm wondering if she hit the he hit the light no the light is still on Okay. So he, she just hits the camera and it causes the camera to go to black and white. Like the light okay. was out. Okay. This movie, so many just quick scenes that like we said before, there's really nothing that doesn't have a reason. Yes. And at the po- at this point, I think you could watch it a million times and still not remember where you are correctly. Yeah. Because there's so many cuts and there's not much like there's not much um, costume changing. So it's kind of hard to tell between scenes. Yeah, it's not like you really any... have a good frame of reference for anything. And we have no timestamps as well, or no date and timestamps. So you're you're left guessing on what day everything is. And yeah. The whole which... time you're looking just at the same thing. So it's not like, oh, when they were in the store or when they were in the car, this whole thing, you're just staring out at the same thing. Yes. And the only time that you really see like really big changes is when like the FedEx guy or the salesman, that's when you can really only tell that there's like really big scene changes. Well, yeah. And it's like, okay, so that scene ended. Are we going to get another daytime? Are we going to get a a now nighttime? Is it okay? Now it's nighttime. Are we going to get another night or is this one just going to come back the next day? Yes. Or is it going to be sometime later in the night? Which yeah. happens a lot too. It's like, it's the same night, but it's later in the night. Yeah. But this time he just knocked her out, picks her up, puts her back into that same chair and leaves. And our next clip is later that same night. Yes. She wakes up and can't see or something because she's 
just been hit in the head with a baseball bat and is stumbling around, finds her phone, tries to call him, but the phone's like, oh, well, now you have to use a, you have to use an area code as well as the seven digit number. So she says, fuck it, call 911 instead. 911 comes on and, and say, says, well, where are you? She gives the address. And then the phone glitches out. And then, yeah. And through, during the scene where she's like panicking with her phone glitching out and everything, I believe the trash can also disappears during the scene. She gets up to find her way, happens to get right in front of the camera, and then goes out of the frame. And the garbage can, the arm, pretty much the porch is clean. Like all that stuff's missing. Yeah. And then it cuts to the next scene. Which is, again, later in the night again. Yeah. And she's sitting on the porch crying, and Mr. Gaslight shows up. And he is just like, and what happened? Annie, what happened? Yeah. You called me saying that there's a strange woman. Yeah. It's like he's trying to play this like it was the first night when she first called to say some woman randomly showed up on her porch. Which I was like kind of believing him for a second i thought i thought maybe like something weirdly paranormal happened and like jeff that was with her was not jeff yeah because there'd been so many uh so many conversations about her and hallucinating and everything else like okay so was this whole thing just a hallucination did she actually accidentally like hurt herself i was i was really thought they were going he they were that this um, director was going to go to the hallucination. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And then suddenly playback of these videos or the audio of the playback from all these videos starts coming through the camera and we're hearing his conversation with her and all the other things. It's like, okay, no, that actually happened. And that was actually him. He freaks out, pulls out his gun and hits her with it. It is actually insane watching the scene because his face goes from like super super concerned boyfriend to just like dark yeah but yeah so he hits her with the gun knocks her out and then he goes over and like close in front of the camera trying to figure out how to turn it off because it's still playing that same shit and then suddenly hands come up on the side of his head beat his head against the door a few times so now all we're seeing is parts of the porch and what we're seeing is blood red we hear sirens coming up we see the flashing of lights and then we see credits and that's it yeah we don't know if annie lived through it was it annie's hands was it this dead person's hands was it like what did he survive no answer to questions at all just questions and more questions and i think i can comfortably say the woman was the was the woman the woman was the person he shot. Yeah. I think we can comfortably say that. Would you say that Annie was being tormented by this dead person? Because I'm I'm not going to call her an old woman anymore. I'm just going to call her yeah. the dead woman. Yeah, dead woman. Now that we've gotten that out of the way and yes. and have told more of the story, um, I'm thinking that this dead woman wasn't tormenting so much as just trying to warn her. I'm wondering because there's also you know how there's also ghost stories where it's like ghosts don't really mean to torment people but they're just kind of going through the motions i'm wondering if it's that too a little bit yeah i think this one was after him though oh i think it was after him too but i'm wondering it's so interesting because i 
think we heard the story that he was military. I think it iterated that he was military, right? Yeah, I don't know. That was, there was so many other things going on that just like some of the other stuff where I don't know if it was said and I missed it or I just completely forgot about it. I don't know if he was a cop or military or what the situation was with this. Sounds more like military operation. Probably. Probably, but... um, Yeah, I doubt he was just with a friend and they had tracked some woman down in a random house or tracked someone down in a house and shot somebody. Yeah. And they weren't military or cops and had... It's like, okay, yeah, that's done. Yeah, I was just... I'm trying to... I, I don't know if my brain's creating details or not. This movie was a little bit harder to follow because of that. Because I could have sworn he said that he served somewhere like Afghan or something like that. Possibly. And now I want to know... So I just went back and it was his second tour in Afghanistan. Okay, so why not make... Make her look more Middle Eastern? Yeah, why not make her more look more Middle Eastern? Why not have her speak... Um, Who said that she was? He just said he killed somebody and it was while true. they were there. That's very true. It could have been a reporter there. It could have been uh, somebody that was serving. That's true. But then she's talking about her daughter. I mean, given, yeah, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't look too deep into that. It could have been that how you hear about like people getting kidnapped or whatever. It could have been that this woman was a not as good as Liam Neeson version of Taken and somebody took her daughter and she went to Afghanistan to get her back. True. Who knows? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm looking, I'm far looking into, I'm looking into it far enough because I'm like, that's, I guess, more of a director's choice because my brain immediately went like, oh, if he was, if it was in Afghanistan, wouldn't it be like a Middle Eastern woman and her kids? Because I know that technically would have happened a lot during those times, during those times that people served, like as much as they try to have peaceful um, interactions with the local people there, I know not every one of them was. Yeah. Because I know that, I know there was some critiques about the Afghan war. Oh, yeah. About innocents being killed during that. But yeah, he just says it was during his second tour. They were going around kicking in doors looking for a bad guy. And they and Tommy kicks one in. He goes in and Jeff is right behind him covering his six. There's a bunch of kids walking around, whatever. He sees a shape with something shiny next to her. He turns and puts two in her. That was yeah. his story. Yeah. So there's really no who is this person. It was just, this is what happened. We still cuffed her, drug her out, tried to interrogate her, but she ended up dying. So we don't even know who this woman was. Yeah. So that's why I said I'm looking too deep into it because like, although it's not looking too deep into it when you know that he knows that this is happening. And so that's interesting that this ghost or. Well, it's interesting like after we get further into it and it gets to like him saying, it's happening again, which is pretty much right at the end of the movie that like we had said before about him just being a dick and gaslighting and everything else. And then we get to that and it's like, wait a minute. No, he's been gaslighting her about this woman too. Yes. Because everything up until this point, it's been, you know, I, I can see why he would say that he has reason for that. And then come to find out that, well, he's aware that this has happened before. So he's just gaslighting her just like he's been throughout this whole movie. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if it's, if his first part, if Tommy was like the first victim of all this, but I guess this is a debate on, did he kill Tommy or did, um, did the ghost get Tommy? Or because did Tommy I, kill himself? Did Tommy kill himself? It's like, there's a lot, or did he kill Tommy during like that service? It's like, there's so many questions. Yeah. There's so many questions and so many theories and no answers. Yeah. 
Um, I wish this movie was longer just so we can get more details. Yeah, this movie, it felt like it was, like, I don't know if you've watched anything on Crypt TV on no. YouTube, but they oh. have a bunch of, like, original things that they'll be, like, little shorts, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And it's per episode, and then the next one is another episode, and then they'll do like a supercut that's got all of them. This felt like a supercut of YouTube videos. It did because like it, there was like no, it was a, it was a linear story, but it 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 felt like there was like parts of the movie being left out, put together, yeah, yeah left out or put together. Um, there's so many things I didn't come back to, like her being in therapy and her having her traumatic event. But at the same time, that's all things that, okay, would you necessarily sit on your porch and talk about it? No. So to try and figure out a way to, okay, we need to have a reason for this to happen. I could see how like that's maybe they talked about that when they were inside, because this whole thing being from the doorbell camera, you're only going to get so much information. Yeah, you're not you're not getting a full perspective. You're only seeing like you, you just have to make inferences to what may be happening through yeah what evidence you have uh-huh and and we don't even get like with at the end we don't even get the cops coming up on the porch or anything or any kind of audio to say whether or not she was alive or any of that it's just yeah, we don't done we don't we don't get confirmation if the lady that's the, the dead ghost that's being the problem is the lady he shot we we don't get confirmation of that either we're just uh-uh. going by what we can guess small details yeah like they really could come out with like a sequel or something and it'd be like, nope, that wasn't it. It's like, oh, but the clues are pointing towards that. Yeah, well, well, they could come out with a sequel and have it be nothing to do with this, too. It's just here's another weird case caught on doorbell cameras. Oh, you're so right. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it doesn't have to be the a continuing story. It could be just a series of things caught on a doorbell camera. Yeah, that's that's super true. Man, this story threw me for a loop. <laughs> this this movie threw me for a loop because I was just like, I wasn't expect one. I wasn't expecting the doorbell perspective because I didn't research this movie. So I was shocked when it was like, yeah, is that because you even heard me? Like I was like, is this all going to be doorbell perspective? And then we started watching. It's like, well, it looks like it is. What's the, what was the standout scene for you in during this? Um, him wheeling the garbage can onto the porch with the arm hanging out. It's like, okay, first you're going to dump her in a lake weighted down so no one's going to find it. Now you've just given up and put her into the garbage can. I mean, it's not a totally off plan, but... I mean, okay, so maybe if he was was putting all the body parts into the garbage can and then was going to take that and put it in his truck and dispose of it some other way, but he just wheels the garbage can up onto the porch. So for me, it's that or the second time the woman shows up in front of the camera after she's already been dead when just suddenly her face is right there for that close up on the camera. Oh yeah. Because I actually, it actually jump scared me. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't tell because I I barely flinched, but you know, it still got me. I I wasn't expecting it because we had so much blank scenes, like nothing happening scenes where it's dark. So that's why I expected it. That's why I wasn't expecting it. Um, yeah, for me, it's like it's been too long with nothing, and now we're just yeah. sitting on this one spot. There's going to be something. Yeah, that's why I was. I should have expected it, but I was like, my my guard was caught. I was caught off guard. So, what what would you say is your standout scene? Um, my standout scene: the salesman. Both times, I love those scenes so much. Yeah. Um, 
but if I was going for like something else in the movie, when she slowly, when the dead woman slow after she's killed the first time slowly fades into the background of the forest, like the really dark forest, when he gets done cleaning with the bleach, that was probably that was that was pretty creepy. Yeah, that was a good use of like. Yes, the the lighting was used very well. Yes, it was in this movie. Well, it's even when she first is telling the lady to turn the porch light off when she, when mm-hmm. she's telling Annie to turn the porch light off. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so maybe cause she's like, okay, they're looking for me. If the porch lights on, it's going to be easier for them to spot me or they'll see a light on. And it's like, well, maybe she went there. So think, well, that could be it. And then turn the light off. And then suddenly she just vanishes into the darkness. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awful. It's a, a pretty cool way to have that all set up. Yeah. It was it was an interesting movie. It for what the budget was, it was I think a very um, kind of impressive movie for having a, a total of five gram for yeah. their and budget. And probably most of it was on furniture to put on that porch. Yeah, probably a good chunk of it. Yeah, uh, um, I think it's interesting though if you look at like our our first and granted this is only three movies in, but like the first movie was something that we didn't know what we were getting into. We knew, yes. okay, it has surprise dessert and a lion. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody loves Idris Elba. Yes, it has Idris Elba and Super Lion. And all that all we knew was Idris Elba versus Lion. And we were both wildly surprised with what it ended up with, or what, what it ended up being. And it's like, okay, yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting that. I'm glad we watched that. And then Promare... Same thing. We didn't know what we were getting into as we were watching it. We still didn't know what we were getting into because it just kept changing. And at the end, it's like, okay, that threw me for a loop. It it didn't know what we were getting into. And with this one, the same thing. All, All the movies have been, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, they've all been like, what the hell? Um, This one, I think, is only a little bit different because Promare and Beast, I didn't have any critiques. I have critiques with. Oh, yeah. Unknown visit visitor. I'm not saying that it was as good as the others. No. I'm just saying that all three movies have kind of left us kind of, shocked. It's like we didn't know what we were getting in for and we did not expect it to be this. Yes. Um, I think it's a big in a big part. It's because one, I, we didn't research deeply into these movies. And two, they're not the vein of movies that we would um, we would pick. So, like, it wouldn't be a movie that we would like. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't generally time. pick a lot of found footage type horror movies. Um, I like found footage horror movies, but this one has one. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't watch anything on Amazon Prime movies. Um, Which Beast and Promare both. So why don't you watch anything on Amazon Prime? Because I have so much other outlets, <laughs> so many other outlets. <laughs> um, but that may be changing. Um, and for even though this is a found footage, I would have taken a look at the score and been like, hmm, probably not worth my time. I don't know why. I really like the Paranormal Activity films. And see, I don't like those. I think the second one's really good. I really think the second one's really good. I really like how they use the second one. The first one is eh, but the second one is very good. I'll say this. I'm not a fan of paranormal activity movies, but if it comes down to watching things on my own, I'm not going to watch it. If it's people are wanting us to watch it for this, I'll sit through it. Have you even seen paranormal activity? 
I've seen the first one, I think. Oh, you're missing out if you haven't seen the second one. The second one's really good. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. I want to say that it took me a couple of tries to get through it because I was just so bored I kept falling asleep. Oh, well, I get that. Um, But I, it, if people are saying, yeah, watch this movie, I'll, I'll suck it up and... <laughs> You'll suck it up and watch Paranormal Activity. Yeah, if that's what people are saying, watch this. There are some I'm, movies I won't watch, though. I'm not saying that the most recent Paranormal Activity is, like, good, but it's it's a, it's not that bad. It's There's been worse Paranormal Activities. See, I would rather watch Wreck, the first two. The third one with the whole wedding thing was not really that great. I want to see the fourth one, but the first two were pretty good. And they're, they're my favorite of the found footage movies. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Paranormal Activity has a special place in my heart because it scared the living shit out of me <laughs> when I first watched it. So for you, how did th- does that compare to this as a found footage? Not as a, just the movie as a whole, just as a found footage. Um, like comparably towards like the first Paranormal Activity? Not even necessarily Paranormal Activity, just as found footage movies go in general. I think the idea is very unique. Um, I think it works within its own idea because like it's kind of new to be sit in a horror film and you're like man all this monotony and then it goes into weird like super quick yeah because you got used to monotony because you like the salesman and the fedex guy like you're just watching someone's life and then it gets all weird and weird stuff happens and you have only such a small perspective that you're basically guessing whereas other video other found footage you're not guessing as much or you're guessing in a different way. Like, I think this is, it's not a bad found footage movie. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no. I, I, I think if we were to sit and watch it again, there would be things that we'd pick up on that we might have missed. But I wonder if it's something that I would actually want to sit and watch again. That's a hard one because, like, I know what happens now. And, and it's I almost like if be... I was going to watch it again, I'd have to watch it with someone that hasn't seen it so I can see their reaction. Or yeah. watch it with somebody that has. So as you're watching it, you're pointing things out or just, okay, I'll watch this side of the screen. You watch that side of the screen. Yeah. Just I, to see if there's anything you missed. Yeah. Like it, for me, like I could casually watch Beast or Primary again and like enjoy it. Um, This one, I would have more fun discussing it than I would like discussing while I'm watching it than I would just like putting it on just to watch it. Yeah. This is one that I, I feel like you have to like, talk during the film talk during the film but yet kind of watch and okay they're about to say something so everybody be quiet because Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot said but when things are said it's things other than like the salesman it's things that kind of are important to the story because there's not a whole lot of story there yeah it's a it it's such a complex story yet not complex yeah because well it makes it more complex because we don't have any answers to anything yeah we have we only have one perspective so and a lot of speculation so we have to guess we're, we're like playing this weird guessing game and of who's who and what's what that it kind of it it feels more like a youtube like movie because like i feel like some horror films don't prompt discussion as much and this one does and it's weird because like some of them that prompt discussion it's not really prompting discussion as like really digging into what you think's going on it's more like oh did you see this kill or things like that this movie 
it's like you're talking about what actually just happened because you don't know. Yes. It's kind of everybody's discussing their own personal theories. Yeah, and that's what that's why I was like, it feels more like a YouTube movie because our youtube videos because that's like kind of the genre that's really popular in youtube horror that you're discussing theories and trying to figure out because um because analog horror is becoming really popular it became really popular in youtube and this kind of reminds me of that where you don't have all the details so you're picking up small details so that you can form a story or a theory in your head of what's happening in this universe yeah it, it didn't really feel like a full picture length horror film to me. Yeah. It, it was something that like, there's something missing. Yes. There's, there's more to this story. And it, I mean, it's an interesting way to do it where it's like, it leaves you wanting more because yeah. it's just not done in a way that it can deliver more being a security or a doorbell cam rather than having also security cameras inside or whatever. Because adding the cameras inside, now you can pick up the story when they go inside. Yes, and you can pick up a little bit more information. Yeah. And this kind of feels like they were saying, here's our idea. Here, studios, look at this. This is what we want to do. Give us money so we can flesh this out and make it even bigger. Yeah, it feels like more of a um, like start to... Um, like a start to a movie and then it really does like a full movie yeah like this could almost be the background for like what happened before the actual big movie and this is what happened like almost like a prequel but really short or like one of those movies where they have like the cold open and then it keeps going and then suddenly you're halfway through the movie before you get the opening credits yes and then now we're going into more detail or get go into what happened like this is mm -hmm. this is what we found now that we've we're investigating and going into who were these people and then the rest of the movie picks up from like the cops investigation after they came up on her porch yeah i almost feel like this movie needed lore like because we get the paranormal activity portions happening but like they're more when you get like paranormal activity paranormal movies you get a little bit of lore behind what's happening and that's clearly missing too which is like i think my problem as well yeah there's nothing other than it's happening again she's back mm -hmm. and the body keeps reappearing and the and the weird possible strangulation thing other than that we get nothing pointing towards anything paranormal yeah that's that, that's been my like i think that was like my whole problem with like some parts of the film because like we suddenly a paranormal activity but it's it's just really sudden yeah i really could have mistaken this woman as a regular woman before. yeah and i think that's kind of what we're supposed to to yeah. believe when she first shows up yeah but also like the glitching of the camera and stuff that's that's usually paranormal stuff too that's why i was like oh okay i need more i need more a little bit more lore and a little bit more like yeah yeah and i think like if this was say it was like an asian horror or something this would be a vengeance ghost yeah and there would be some some way that there would be more story about her mm -hmm. whether it would be in um like in shorts somewhere or in a manga or they would they would figure out some way to give more backstory and it could yeah. be that, oh, yeah, here's the first movie and the next movie is going to come out in a year or whatever. But they're going to build on this. This one just kind of felt like, here it is. Does this get a stamp of approval from us? I don't know. I was I was going to ask you that. and I don't know. Okay. Would it be on your recommendation list? Oh, I would say 
Because no. believe it or not, I think this might be one that doesn't hit both of those. Yeah, it doesn't really hit my recommendation list because it's not a great horror film. You have to kind of really like a niche, which is found footage. Um, I think you have to be patient with it, too, because the acting and the cuts and the, the acting and the editing, it's all it's all very um, stunted. Yeah. And for lack of a better term, it's um, it's kind of lackluster. Yeah. Everything just kind of feels dry. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a well-fleshed-out horror film. Even though I semi-did enjoy watching it, I think I enjoyed more watching it with you than really, truly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm thinking, I don't know if it would be on my recommendation list. I would say it's, um, I recommend it if you have a bunch of people and you're looking for something to just sit around with people and watch. Yes. But it's something that you kind of have to pay attention to. It's not something you put on in the background because mm-hmm. things change so fast that if you're not paying attention, you don't know where you are anymore. Yes. And I think being that whole like hallucination thing and pulling that whole mental twist at the end, trying to like, okay, yeah, so you just called me about some lady, what's going on? trying to pull that, I kind of wonder if those quick cuts and the clothing being pretty much the same other than the budget might not have allowed for more clothes, but like the food reappearing over and over again, if that was done intentionally so you didn't know where you were and when you were. Is this whole thing a hallucination? What is really going on? Because if they did have it with, say, timestamps or keep things that wouldn't have those questions like what was with the food disappearing all the time mm-hmm. it would kind of be easier to track what's going on but yeah. again if you're not paying attention and suddenly there's food there and then you look away and the food's gone and then it's like wait wait hold on the food was there a second and now it's sitting book but it's back but by the time you're through you don't know what you've missed what you've watched anything just because it doesn't tell you. So it's a movie that you can't watch as a background movie. Yeah. You can't watch it as a background movie. And I think, I think also my trouble is between the multiple stories that really don't have answers, like Jeff's story, Annie's story, and like everything else in between. Did the salesman ever sell a vacuum? Yes. That's (laughs) the most important question. Was he he able to see his kids again? Yes. Um, But combined with, no timestamps, a very plain wardrobe. It was very hard to tell what was what at what time. Because at one point I could mishmash this whole movie and it would look the same. Yeah. And, and I think, like I said, having the wardrobes really never change or any of that. And then showing up at the end being like, you just called me about a lady. It would make more sense now that like the wardrobe's never changed because the whole thing's in her head. So yeah. things like that, it's like, okay, so we were thinking, is it a continuity thing? Or like I said, a budgetary thing for not having enough to, for a wider wardrobe. But even then, wear your own clothes. I'm sure yeah. you own more than one shirt. I mean, yeah. things like that. But playing it as that little, it's in your head thing, it kind of changes how you see those different things that you think are a problem. I think it actually would have made the movie better if it was her hallucinating and not him having a vengeance ghost on his ass. Yeah. 
because the continuity errors would be easier explained and all the it going from very very like monotonous and insane to really insane and weird so quickly would have made a lot more sense yeah or if it would have been like how we're saying the times when the the things would appear or disappear have that coincide when with when the weird things happened but it kind of didn't it was just another weird thing that would happen kind of separately from everything else yeah that's why that's why i considered it more paranormal but i could have i think you could have easily dismissed it as her hallucinations and it actually would have still been a really good movie i think if it was in the end dismissed as hallucinations it would have made it a better movie just because then you wouldn't necessarily need all those other answers yeah so that's i don't i don't think it's the stamp of approval either i think I think it doesn't quite hit my recommendation as far as like just go and sit and watch it. I'd put the stamp of approval conditionally, whether you're e either you watch it with people that have already watched it or you not necessarily watch it with people that watch it. Sorry. You watch it with a, a bunch of other people that haven't watched it mm -hmm. that, you know, afterwards you can sit and talk with it, talk about yeah. the movie with, because some people like, okay, I watched that and they don't really say anything. Or you try and ask them questions and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, whatever. I didn't really like it. Or, yeah, it was a good movie, but they don't say anything. Watch it with people that enjoy discussing the movies afterwards. And this movie could be worth watching. Yeah, I agree with the conditionally. Okay. Yeah, I can see where that happened. I think as a first watch, even without people, as a first watch, it's fine. Um, because you're going to be so busy with trying to figure out everything that you're probably going to be drawn in into the end because there's nothing that gets your mind going more than like a mystery that you want to solve. And this is semi mystery that you want to solve because you get so many little bits and pieces. So you get so little in these scenes that you're piecing things together. You don't really get a full picture really quickly. Yeah. You don't get, you really don't get a full picture until you, um, get to the end mostly. Yeah. And, and then the end, like when the credits popped up, my hands were in the air. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It just ends like that. We don't get any explanations. We don't, we get nothing. Yeah. I think also for the budget that it was, I think it was a good movie within its budget. I, I have yeah. to put some respect on the director and saying that so, with such a small budget, he did create a really good start to what I believe could be a concept in a good concept in horror films. Yeah. I'll, completely agree with you on that one like i have never thought about the doorbell camera being a perspective well i mean i know they've done things like using security cameras and stuff yeah yeah so this is just a more updated version of that yeah technology um, changes so you update your movie concepts yeah and i think this is a great updated concept and if it had a better budget and he, i also think if he had the time for it it would have been this could have been a like full-length really good horror film or yeah. at least even an interesting one. And it's not like you have to worry about camera work or anything. You don't have huge issues with quality because you're using a doorbell camera. So mm -hmm. the quality shouldn't be the greatest, which yeah. means you can mask things because you're not having like super high def imaging that you have to worry about. It lets you kind of have a lot of wiggle room in yeah. your effects and everything else. Yeah, I think also that I find impressive is that it got me to watch an hour of doorbell footage, doorbell camera footage. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's like we just sat for an hour just watching the same doorbell. Scene. Yeah, yeah, the same, the same set. 
Like it didn't change. Yeah. And I think that's pretty impressive too. So, I mean, it doesn't change my recommendation or stamp um, things, but it definitely, that kind of changed the way I was thinking about it. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it's still stamp approval with some conditions, (laughs) but I do think the director and the crew that they, that they did a really good job. Yes, they definitely deserve credit for the job and they, they did good with what they had. Yes. It just needed more, but how much more that, that it needed was something that it could only have got if there was more budget or how much more that it needed. It could have got if it was just had, okay, cut out the delivery guy and have another exposition scene of people talking on the porch. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looked like kind of out in the country-ish setting. It was a nice porch, nice weather. So it wouldn't be out of the question for them to be just hanging on, ha- hanging out on the porch, relaxing, having a conversation. Yeah. So have something else like that that you can kind of reveal a little bit more of the story in would have been nice. Yeah, I think that would have been nice to get just a little bit more. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had to pay an extra guy to trip up the stairs pretending he's delivering packages and then run away. True. I mean, with that note, I think we've discussed everything in this movie. I would rather let the audience figure out for themselves if they're going to like this movie or not. But, I mean, if they've gotten to this point, we've told them the entire movie. True. So hopefully they've already watched it, and now they're just deciding how incompetent are these people. Did they like something that was horrible, or did they think it was horrible and I liked it, or whatever? Just comparing their opinions to ours. Yeah. Or they got their um, cliff notes of this movie and was like, huh, interesting. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I could check that one off my list. I don't need to watch it anymore. I knew with that that 3.8 rating, I shouldn't have watched it. (laughs) These two just confirmed it for me. Which isn't always a good thing because I took a chance on a movie last night. I knew nothing about it. I didn't I didn't look at the description. I knew absolutely nothing. I tried to find some information about it by just scrolling and looking at the cast. And on Amazon how it gives you like the little dots and here's the the cast members pictures. There's 10 dots for cast members. The first 4 of them were blank. Or the first That's 3 of them weird. were blank. Then the fourth one was some woman that looked like she was in a rock band or whatever and she had an electric guitar. And then there was a guy and some other woman. And then the rest of the pictures were blank again. So of the 10, only three of them were there. And it wasn't even the top three characters in the movie. Wow. It had like a three rating or whatever on it. It's like, eh, I'll take a chance. I mean, And it wasn't that sometimes. bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but it was actually entertaining. And it's something that I could see myself rewatching. Okay. So the three star ratings or the things like that. You can't always go by. You can't always go by a three-star rating and just like say like, oh, it has bad ratings. No one enjoyed it, so I won't watch it. This one, though, if you like found footage and you have people that like to talk about movies with you, then you gotta watch watch it. it. But if you don't, um, we won't blame you for not watching it. This is not one that's like, I can't believe you've never watched this. I wouldn't hold it. I wouldn't hold it against anyone if they're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) That just seems like a very weird comparison. How did we end this podcast again? I forgot. It's usually with us just deciding that we've 
gone too far off the rails and saying, I think on that note, it's time to say we're done. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. It, back to that whole being incompetent thing. Yes. We may be incompetent, but we know what we like. Yeah. And I didn't not like this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't not like this. I think it was enjoyable for a watch with friend, yeah. a friend. And um, I would definitely say it's a very community kind of movie. Yeah, a community film that works. Yeah. But since we don't have much community, we're, yeah. we're just limited to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better when you're watching it with incompetent friends. Yeah, I believe so. Your incompetent friends can give you wild ideas. And on that note, should we just have no ending and just say, yeah. See you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>